Hello, welcome back to You Are My Burrell. First in a couple of weeks, as we explained a couple of weeks ago, I've been otherwise engaged. Uh, I think not too many sleepless nights, actually. But, well, my, my the big bags under my eyes might tell otherwise. But um, Come on, then. How is, uh, how is little Michael, Riley, Izzy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, another little boy, because we were, we didn't know. Obviously, we didn't know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah another yeah. little boy. Um so I've got my own little strike partnership at home now, Ezra and Abel. Um, so, yeah, all good. Three weeks in, proper blur. It is, isn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. You know, yeah, you lose What's all. It like kind of almost reverting to kind of fandom and watching it from at home and keeping tabs on things? Man, you haven't said that. First two weeks of a little bear. You're going to be very, very lucky if you have the chance to spend a bit of time watching any football, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm you, sure the missus has had something to say about that. You you go up you go upstairs and see the Waverleys. I'm I'm I, I want to watch the last twenty minutes of Norwich. <laughs> um, yeah, it is it is a bit weird. So it was an international break. Um, yeah, initially, yeah, yeah, for for like what a week and a half or two weeks or something like that. And then the last Saturday, the Birmingham game, mm. just being. I mean, you 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 know how long you've done this job for being. Not doing anything on a Saturday is weird, isn't it? Yeah, um, really weird. Yeah, and like, you know, posting up and watching, watching the scores come in and not winning my bets. I think I was one goal off last Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but hellfire! In my absence, Borough have ploughed on, haven't they? Two. Tell you what, big wins. So, so going into Birmingham and Norwich, I'm thinking, yeah, if you can get four points there, even. I don't think two draws would have been a disaster, you know. But mm. I know there's all the whole Rooney narrative, but they came in form. Norwich away, I know they were obviously, they've obviously um, not been in great form, but that's never an easy place to go. They, that feels to me, and I, I, know, I know the Rooney thing is the story there, but that feels to me like almost two statement wins, really. Because mm. they're two tough games. I think the fact that it's on the back of what had gone before as well, isn't it? You know, we, we talk endlessly about how difficult it is to win two or three games in a row in the championship. Well, Borough have done six in the league now. And, and that is, you know, at any stage of the season, no matter what six championship teams you put in there, to win six games in a row in this league is a monumental effort. And even more so, given that it's come off the back of seven games at the start of the season when they couldn't win one. So... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's some turnaround, isn't it? It really is. And it's put Borough into a great position now going into, um, what, another, I think, is it, we've got three more league games and obviously the cup game before the next international break. Then we're obviously into the whole Christmas spell and everything that goes along with that. But, um, you know, for the games that are coming up, Borough are going into it now in a great position. We won't, we won't. Just before that, obviously... Um... If you're watching on YouTube, just remember, please subscribe if you haven't already. We do, we do really appreciate that. We want to get those subscriber numbers up um, and leave comments. We 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 enjoy and appreciate the comments that we get in the videos. So please, please do um, leave a comment if you want to discuss anything. And as Scott mentioned in the last video, we're going to do a a Q and A in the next couple of weeks. Um, and uh, if you're listening on podcasts, then uh, please rate, review, obviously. Like and subscribe there as well. Um, we won't labour on that Birmingham win because obviously it's nearly a week ago now. Um, but but speaking to everyone who was there, it felt like Borough absolutely got what they deserved by yeah. getting the late winner. Yeah, it might just have been one nil, but it, it certainly wasn't a snatch and grab. Really, it was just a case of our Borough, you know, going to put all of this good work together and and just not be able to get that 
final breakthrough. Um, and then obviously they did do that. And 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 the same was true on Tuesday, really. I mean, get again just a one-goal win at Carroll Road, but actually a much more convincing performance, certainly for big chunks of the second half, than that scoreline suggests, really. Um, and so yeah, you know, while Borough have won both of those games by an odd goal, they've fully deserved to win both of them. And it, and it hasn't just been a case of them hanging on. And and you know, if anything, we, we, I feel like we're getting back to the kind of solid performances from last season where you know Borough are turning up whether it be at home or away and and controlling games um and and and, and finding a way to win them you know what I mean yeah that Norwich I, I did watch the Norwich game um and I, I thought Borough made it look easy really I, I thought yes. the, the scoreline really flattered Norwich the second half one one stood scored I know obviously Norwich at the bar and had one or two minor moments, but Borough always felt in control, really. Obviously, the second goal, I was going to say kills it. It does, doesn't it? Because Norwich's goal yeah, was I mean, in the Norwich minutes. That's, that's immaterial, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, and, and, and like you say, the degree of control that Borough have had over both of those games is probably one of the mo- most impressive things because that was a big part of their play last season, wasn't it? They were controlling games. They were dictating the pace of games. And, and a bit of that went out the window in the first couple of weeks, months of the season. You know, there were a couple of matches in there that were held to skelter and a bit all over the place and, and very Unborough-esque, if you like, from, from what they've been like under Carrick. It feels like a lot of that control is back now. And, and key to Borough's control this season and last is Hayden Hackney in the middle yeah. of the park, shifting it forward, obviously, Stoke City on, on Saturday. Um, Hackney's missing after picking up that yellow card in midweek. Now, those Carrick quotes um, afterwards where Carrick talked about it being bizarre, yeah. Hackney was booked because he was being taken off and he, and, he, and his number didn't go up initially. Um, so he didn't know he was he was coming off. And, and, and I thought those Carrick quotes really were as strong as you see. From, from Carrick, yeah. From, from Carrick. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there was clearly a, a real sense of annoyance about it because... I think you know the referee has said afterwards. Well, you know, I told I told him that that he was the one coming off. He knew it, uh, but as Carrick rightly says, well, yeah, that's fine. But the referees can get that wrong until you actually see. You're one a player. You look at the ball. Player, yeah, you? exactly. You, you know, you, you, that's your signal to go off. Nothing else. So, I think there's annoyance because it, it, he's a big player, isn't he? You know, like you say, he's pretty much fundamental to everything that happens in that Borough midfield. And and yes, we've seen. Um, We've seen Barlesa play with him. Yes, we've seen Housen play with him. What we haven't really had to see yet is Housen play with Barlesa, which is probably what we're going to see this weekend. And and that's going to be interesting to see how the dynamic of that works without Hayden in there kind of dictating it and, 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 and you know, being the fulcrum in that midfield that he's been. So I think that's one interesting aspect going into this weekend. And I think you're right. I think Carrick's reaction to all of that was a giveaway about just how important Hayden Hackney is to this Borough team. Just two things on that. I think, kind of, firstly, you mentioned Barlesa there. It was desperately unfortunate to miss out, wasn't he, in, in, yes. in, in midweek against Norwich. I think he's had the best run of form, the best run of games he's had since since joining the club. And obviously want to take his chance again on Saturday. And, and I think Hackney and Barlesa proved in the games before Norwich, in what, two, three games, that they can be effective and work yeah. as a player, which we've questioned in the past. Secondly, um, it's obviously a, a, a huge blow to, 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 to lose a player like Hackney, be it just for one game. Um, 
And and Stoke, you know, have won the last couple of games. It, it'll be a tough test. I thought Stoke won the best teams to come to Riverside last year. They came, they came at the time when they were having a, a real upturn, and then they fell away a bit, didn't they? Um, but Hackney's played an awful lot of football. He's going away every international break. He's now playing for England under twenty ones. He's still of no age. Just a slight breather in the long run might well do him. He doesn't look, yeah. he doesn't look like he needs it. And Carrick has eyes on him every single game. So if he was, if he thought even slightly that he needed a breather, then clearly he'd give him one. But Borough do have Barlaise to come in. You know, that's that's a strong option to come in. He'd get him most championship midfields. It, it might yeah. not be the worst thing for Hackney. It, it might not. And... They've obviously got this Exeter game coming up on Tuesday night, haven't they? And and so there's there would there's definitely would have had to have been a chance that Hackney wouldn't have played in what would it have been Saturday Birmingham, Tuesday Norwich, Saturday Stoke, Tuesday Exeter, Saturday Plymouth. Would he have played in all five of those games? Quite possibly not. So I guess what it means is if he's not playing on Saturday, he's pretty much nailed on, you would think, to then come back in on Tuesday, which immediately strengthens Borough mid, Borough's midfield for what is, as we've you know said many times on previous vids, a massive chance for them now in, in that cup competition to, to go really, really deep in that. So, yeah, I don't think it, no, I don't think it is the worst thing in the world. I, you know, the only uncertainty, like I say, is we haven't really seen much of Houghton and Barlesa as a unit playing together. Um, now, you know, Maybe it won't be that, but obviously with O'Brien not not a factor either, you would imagine it will be that tomorrow. So that's going to be interesting to see how that works. And, you know, will Balesa have to be a little bit more kind of dynamic, at least be breaking into the box a little bit more than, than maybe he has done in previous games with no Hackney there to do that? We'll see. Um, but yeah, from, from Hackney's point of view, I think you're probably right. I think, you know, a, a little break will certainly do him no harm. And like I say... I think it makes him a pretty much nailed-on starter on Tuesday night. You, you mentioned there O'Brien, and, and he's just one of several players who've, who who are either injured or have been injured. And, and that makes Borough's run of form all the more impressive, doesn't it? They've, they've had to do it at, at one stage or another without a number of key players. Daryl Lenahan, for example, has been one of the first names on the team sheet since Carrick came in. Uh, obviously, O'Brien had impressed. Latte Lath missed... Um, midweek through illness, the, the Tommy Smith injury, Vandenberg's been in and out, the house injury, Bangura before that, you, you could go on and on. Well, that Tommy Smith one feels like a big blow because he has been one of Carrick's Mr. Reliables, hasn't he, since since he came in. Um, and, and at this stage of his career, uh, an injury like that, Hellfire, it's not a career ender. But it's huge. It's a it's a rotten blow for him, isn't yeah. it? It really is to miss what the rest of the season at at, at this stage of his of his yeah, career. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so Carrick. Um, I was obviously at Michael Carrick's presser yesterday, and he was he was kind of he was at pains to say, look, you know, it's not absolutely definite that we're not going to see him again this season, but there's a good chance. Um, you know, at the very least, we're talking the right back end of the season if we're going to see him at all. So, yeah, to all intents and purposes, out of the season. Yeah, firstly, massive blow for Tommy Smith himself because, like you say, what, he's 31 now. Um, you know, yeah, he'll come back and everything, but, the, you know, it'll be a year down the line. Other players might have established themselves in the team in that period, etc., etc. So, from a personal level, it's a massive blow. From a Borough level, yeah, 
you know, he's been the steady Eddie at right back, hasn't he? Right through Carrick's reign, really. He's he's been Michael Carrick's go-to right back when he's had a number of different options. Now, in terms of those options, there are players there who can step in. I mean, you know, Vandenberg, while it might not necessarily be his um, kind of position that he ends up in long term, because I think he will end up being a centre half. You know, he's clearly more than capable of playing there, and 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 has looked you know, pretty much to the man of born, hasn't he, since he's come in at Borough. His transition into English football and, and into Borough has, has, has gone really well. So I don't I don't have a massive worry about him playing there. Dyke Steele's obviously now back on the bench, back in the squad after, after uh, recovering from his summer injury. He's another option. If or when Lenehan comes back, you would imagine potentially he goes into the side. So McNair becomes another option at right back. Worst case scenario, Jones could play there be very different right back and a very different defensive setup, but he could. So there are options. It's not like Borough are, are, are suddenly bereft at right back, but it's just the fact that, um, that you know, they are losing their number one. And as Michael Carrick was at pains to stress this week as well, a very, very big figure in the, in the dressing room. And for all that Carrick says, you know, he'll still have a role to play in that. We still want him in and around the place. He won't be performing the same role as, as if he's, writing amongst training every day, in a match day every day. You know, his role will have to be different now. So so I think that will be a loss as well. And and then as you allude to, you know, injuries are piling up for Borough and, and injuries that all of a sudden from, from yesterday's press conference, you know, I, there was the hope that, that Lenehan, McGree, Force, you know, they might just be one week little niggle thing it sounds like all of them are a bit more serious than that you know we're not talking months for those players but we i don't think we'll see any of them uh, on saturday i don't think we'll see any of them at exeter it's got to be a possibility we won't really see any of them till the international break so you know there are issues that borough are having to deal with there yeah definitely <clears throat> at right back um Dyke Steele, when he had those couple of games at the end of last season, when when Smith was was he injured or suspended, I can't remember. But then Dyke Steele got sent off. I felt I felt yeah. harshly at Rotherham, and 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 that was the the you know the door open for for Smith to come back in. I thought Dyke Steele looked really good there, um, but I suspect that Vandenberg will will get the chance to make that his own. I think. Carrick has waxed lyrical about Vandenberg at every possible opportunity, hasn't he? And he and he's played him at every possible opportunity. Do, do you? I mean, my gut tells me that he'll get the chance to to make that his spot. And, and I agree, he's, he's clearly a centre half long term. But for now, I, I I think he might he might be the one to get the nod at right back. What what do you reckon? I think so. I think it'll be Vandenberg tomorrow. I think that I think that. There have been opportunities to put Dyke Steele in in the last month or so when he's been back in and around it, and it hasn't really happened, has it? Um, I, you know, I, I think if Carrick, if Carrick had thought Dyke Steele is my definite next best, it, we would have seen him get more minutes before now than he has had. So, um, yeah, I think he probably thinks Vandenberg's a safer defensive option, maybe. Um, and given how wide open Borough were at times in the, in those first couple of months of the season, I think it's probably understandable that that Carrick's wanted to tighten things up there. And, and I think he probably thinks that Vandenberg is is a safer bet for that. So, yeah, I, I think we'll see um, Vandenberg there. Anyway. It may be that Dyke Steele gets the nod at Exeter because, you know, while, while, as I say, it's a massive opportunity for Borough, I still think there will be changes down there. I, I think Carrick will shuffle his pack to a degree. So... 
we might see Dyke steal there, but I'd, I'd be surprised if it wasn't Vandenberg against Stoke. Just on the subject of Exeter, um, Scott's at Exeter Tuesday. I'm at Plymouth next oh, yeah. Saturday. If if you're a fan who's doing both, there and back on the Tuesday and then there and back on the Saturday, do us a favour, give us a shout on, on Twitter um, because I'm planning to do something either on here or either a written piece yeah. next week. So, yeah, give us a, a hell week. of a week for the supporters, like, isn't it? It really I mean, is. It's Wait, some effort to do well, isn't Never mind both. Oh, I mean, to anyone who's done Norwich as well last week, then yeah. Exeter, then Plymouth, my goodness me, that is that is some effort. Yeah, we're, we're splitting it up, aren't we? Uh, I'm doing the Exeter Magical Mystery too. You're doing Plymouth. So, um, yeah, we, we shall yeah. see. Yeah, so just give us a nudge on Twitter or email um, dominic.shaw at newsquest.co.uk uh, and, and, yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're doing them both and you're up for a chat. Um Tomorrow, before we before we have a brief brief look ahead to the cup game next week, Stoke. Um, I mean, how the hell do you ever know what to expect of Stoke in the Championship every year? When they came to Riverside last season and they looked impressive, I thought, you know, may, maybe they're building a bit of momentum and they're going to be a force this season. And yet, it looks to be the kind of Stoke that we've seen every year for the last three or four years. They're such a weird yeah. team, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I think. What I would say is I think probably some of the classic Stoke cliches are a bit out of place now. They're, they're, a, they're yeah. a better footballing side, aren't they, than they ever were under Pulis and in that can you do it at Stoke on a wet Tuesday night kind of era. So I think that's out of the way. But they're still very inconsistent. And for a side that still carry a pretty big wage bill and you know have, have turned an awful lot of money over since they were relegated from the top flight, they've never really looked... I know you said last season they flirted with it, but they've never really made a serious promotion push. It was, it was always for too late. The, and for season. all that there's been the upturn, you know, they obviously beat Sunderland last weekend and they beat Leeds in midweek, which were two massive results for them. They needed them because they were looking, they were looking, um, you know, pretty bang average before that. So there's clearly a threat there. Um, and, and, you know, judging on the last two results, Alex Neal's clearly turned them around a bit from when they were hovering just above the relegation zone. But um, but it still feels like a, a game at home that, that Borough should be going into with, with, with every thought of winning it, you know, and, and they'll start as deserved favourites, Borough, even given, as I say, Stokes' results in the last week. I, I really like Neil as a manager, and you'll obviously have dealt with him when he was at Sunderland. Yeah. Before those two wins, Sunderland and Leeds, do, do you think his job will have, will, have, will have been getting to the stage of perhaps being at risk? Or yeah, I mean, I don't... Obviously, you know, I don't pretend to follow the minutiae of what's going on Stoke closely. I haven't got the impression that there's a massive groundswell of fans against him and that is is you know... It was a real kind of bear pit of a place, the Bet365 with fans turning against him and, and things getting toxic. But having said that, how many chances is he going to get when, you know, there is money being spent there? And, um, you know, he, when he went from Sunderland, it, it, what, at the, right at the start of last season, I think the expectation was that he was swapping them because Stoke were in a much better position to challenge than Sunderland. There was going to be more investment Probably importantly for him, he was going to have control over that investment. Because I think that was investment the in the type of players he wanted. Yeah, why he left Sunderland because um, you know, in the kind of Warnock Wilder way of Borough, he wasn't singing from the same hymn sheet as the people who were actually driving the signings there. 
Um, so, and, and that hasn't happened, has it? So, yeah, I think there has to be pressure on him because at some stage, you know, Stoke have to start delivering him. Um, what I would say is I think he's working with a kind of sport and director figure, isn't he, that he's worked with before. And it feels like a lot of what Stoke have put in place there is around him. So it might be difficult for them then to get shot. But yeah, the pressure must have been on before these two results. But obviously, you know, come off coming off the back of them, they're going to be in a bit of a different place now when they come to Borough tomorrow. Stoke Borough just reminds me of... Um... I know this is Stoke Borough rather than Borough Stoke, but the, the Premier League season when mm. Borough went there late in the season and on late-ish and it was clear, it, yeah. you know, it was clear that Karanka was on the way out and things yeah. were collapsing and it got a, they go off at the corner. Remember the the, the away end are yeah, in the corner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, one game always comes... When you name any fixture, one game always comes to mind. Well, it was the first game of that season, though, wasn't it? Yeah, the one... one was, it, that, was it a Shakiri free kick? Shakiri, yeah. It was 1-1, one, one, wasn't it? And, and yeah. um, I might have mentioned it on this vid before, but it, you came, I came away from that game thinking, I don't really know whether that's a good point or a bad point or whether that shows that Borough can compete or whether it's going to be a massive opportunity missed come the end of the season. And actually, in hindsight, it was probably a game that Borough had to win to get up and running and actually get some points on the board and get some momentum that, that never really came, wasn't it? But um, but yeah, that's probably the Stoke game that sticks most in my mind, that first one of the um, Karanga Premier League, the league season. Yeah, it was a glorious day, wasn't it? you remember the... the, the uh, Mark Hughes, was it Mark Hughes? Mark Hughes was their manager, wasn't he then? Yeah. Be, yeah. Um, yeah. You, you talked about... about <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, you talked there about you know Neil having turned things around slightly in the last couple of day, uh, last uh, week or so, last couple of games. You were at Rockcliffe, as you mentioned on Thursday this week, talking yeah. to Michael Farrick, and he was talking about how how Borough have turned things around this season. What was the general concept? What what was his general message then? Uh, I think it's I think it's what he's been saying all along, which is that I mean so. The, 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 the big thing in that period, and certainly the big thing with Carrick, was that he didn't panic. There was no knee-jerk reactions. There was no knee-jerk decisions. There was no crazy team selections that you sometimes get from managers when things aren't really working, especially a manager in his first job. So I kind of said to him, well, look, you know, do you think that's just you? Is it, is it just that you are that level-headed, calm, patient person? And so whatever happened, that was always going to be you? Or... Is it a reflection of, of experience? Is it is it managers you've worked under at Man United? Is it coaches you've had that actually you you've you've actively thought that's not the right way to do it? You know, being knee jerk, doing all that is not the right way to do it. When I go into management, um, that's not how I'm gonna be. And in classic kind of Michael Carrick fashion, he kind of agreed that it was probably a bit of both. Oh. <laughs> that, um, that, um, that you know, yes, that is his personality. It's not in his nature to be shouty, screamy, fly off the handle, massively emotional. You know, he is a very reasoned, very patient, very rational person, come what may. But then he also did say, but yeah, you know, I've been in lots of different dressing rooms. I've seen how lots of different managers operate. I want to be a manager who is calm and is the same whether you've won 5-0 or lost 5-0. And, you know, I don't want to be putting across to my players a sense of panic, a sense that I don't trust in you. Now, you know, what would be interesting was that if he ever found himself in a dressing room where actually 
he didn't believe that the players could turn it round. What, what, what do you do then? But he is absolutely adamant that he was always sure that, that this bad run wouldn't continue and that, that Borough had the players to do it and that actually they were getting more things right than wrong and that it would turn. Um, and, and, you know, fair play to him. He did stand by that and he, and, and he did, you know, constantly reinforce that both publicly and presumably privately. Um, and it's held things together, hasn't it? And it's meant that when things have turned, it's felt like a sustainable turn of form rather than just a flash in the pan that would lead to a season where it goes up and down and up and down and up and down. And, and I know we're slightly arguing over all ground here, but it's probably testament to his character, isn't it, that, that in those difficult spells, he, he never kind of pleaded any mitigation, really. He, he, he yeah. never, he never, the, the message never changed, did it, when other managers could and, and have. You know, Chris Wilder did, didn't he, last year when he talked about the players who've come in and um, mm. maybe not being ready or development players, as, as he put it. Carrick could have very easily this season said, well, look, you, you only have to look at the, the players we've lost. And yet, in actual fact, he was saying the opposite, wasn't he? I don't want to use that as an excuse, even though he'd have been well within his rights and understandable to say, look, like, give us time. We've just lost yeah. 50 million quid's worth of talent. But um, it's credit to him that he never went into self-preservation mode at, at any stage, did he? And you do feel that in the long run, that will probably be beneficial to Latterlath, to Silvera, to Vandenberg. Well, I think we're probably seeing it now with Engel and Greenwood and the others. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, if you're one of those players who's been brought in and six games into the season, your manager's saying, well, look, you know, these are just kids. I can't, I can't, I can't get results with them. And like you say, we've seen it. We've seen it at Borough before, seen it up the road at Sunderland before. You know, manager's saying, look, you know, the recruitment just hasn't been right. I, I, You know, I've got a load of kids here. What am I meant to do with them? I need a man to do a man's job, blah, 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 blah. None of that from Michael Carrick. And like you say, Sam Greenwood could easily have, have you know, had, 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 had Carrick presented himself differently. Sam Greenwood, two months into the season, could easily have thought, well, I'm sat on the bench here. I'm probably going to be on the bench the rest of the season. And the manager's clearly not having us. But that hasn't been the case. You know, he's... He's talked up these young players or, or these summer signings. He's integrated them when he's felt right. And like you say, you know, Greenwood now looks absolutely nailed on starter, perfectly home of the championship, potentially one of the steals of the season if Borough eventually do trigger this one and a half million pound deal. And Gell looks settled now and is the, you know, starting to look like the player that that we were led to believe Borough had got when they got him. You know, Latterlath obviously He'd been unfortunate with the illness at the weekend. Didn't get the chance to to to, to be part of that squad. He's but he's okay now. He will be back in the squad. Still looks probably like a better impact player, but looks like a good impact player. Um, and again, I, I I suspect he'll probably start at Exeter in the week if he doesn't start on Saturday. So yeah, you, you you're starting to see that. And I think a lot of the a lot of the fact that they they are now integrating so well is because of the way that Carrick handled them in those first difficult couple of months. You're at the Riverside on Saturday then, before we wrap up prediction-wise. Yep. Will, will Borough continue the charge? I think they will. Yeah, I think they will. I, you know, I I mean, like you said, you know, Stoke, Stoke do have the potential to be dangerous. I spoke to a couple of the lads who cover Sunderland who were at the game last weekend and they said, yeah, Stoke probably did deserve to beat Sunderland. Um, and obviously they've gone and beaten Leeds in the week, which is a good result. So the, the um, I think, I think, I think there'll be a threat, um, but I think Borough have enough to wear them down. I, you know, I, 
I think, um, I think as we've seen now, Greenwood's playing really well. I thought Crooks as a 10 at Norwich looked great, looked better than he's been on a number of games this season when maybe it looked like that wasn't working. Well, it looks like it's working now. Um, you've got Corburn, and then, like I say, you've you potentially got Latalath to come on for the last 20 minutes. So I, I think I think Borough will take the game to Stoke. I think they'll be full of confidence. I think they'll be on the front foot. I think they'll win it. 2-0, 2 one 2-0. Brilliant. Yeah, I, I fancy Borough. I fancy Borough. To, to, I think they might just have a, a bit too much. And I think they'll take confidence. We touched on this um, in the in the, in the the pod and the vid beforehand. But I think they'll take confidence from the way they won last week. Uh, yeah. in the, they just stuck at it. You know, they yeah. didn't panic, even though it looked like it was going to be one of those frustrating afternoons. They, they stuck at it and obviously got the breakthrough late on. Let's hope for another Borough win on Saturday. And yeah, yeah. I'm back in the swing of things now. So so we'll be back regularly on the vids, on the pods. Um, remember, if you are doing Exeter and Plymouth, first up, fair play. Secondly, give us a shout if you fancy having a chat at some point um, next yeah. week. If you watch on the on the uh, on YouTube, then do remember to subscribe, leave a comment, uh, and and please rate and review if you listen to us on pods. Thanks again for watching and listening. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll be back next week. <laughs>